and welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Crawl, and you're listening to episode 65 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the best shows, movies, original series, documentaries, and more to watch on Disney+. Plus. Of course, Disney+, Plus is a streaming platform that launched just a couple of months ago, and on this episode, I invited onto the show with me a few members of the Imagineer Society, which I'll talk a little bit more about at the end of the show. And of course, I invited them to talk with me about some of their favorites that they've been watching over the last couple of months on Disney+. Plus. the end of the episode, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels, and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So, grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer Podcast. If you've been a Disney fan this fall, you probably have noticed there has been this new thing that just launched called Disney Plus. No big deal. Something we've been looking forward to as Disney fans for quite a while at this point. And with it now being a few months or a couple months into Disney Plus having launched and being available, I wanted to get a group together to talk about this subject and run through some of our favorite shows and movies on the platform. And to do things a little bit differently today, I have on the show members of the Imagineer Society, which I've talked about before and I'll talk about again at the end of the episode. But I wanted to go ahead and introduce all of them today. I guess I'll go one by one. So we have Jennifer. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Hey, hey, hey. We've got Lindsay. Hi. James. Hello. And Jeanette. Hi. And that's just going in the order that I see you all on my screen right now. <laughs> so thanks to all of you for being on the show. I know all of you have been listening to this for a while, so I'm hoping you enjoy being on the other end even more. Um, because you're all new to the show and have not been guests on Imagineer Podcast yet, of course, I have to go through my lightning round questions. So I'll probably do this person by person, just to give everybody a little bit more time to get to know each one of you, and then we'll jump into our Disney Plus discussion. So again, I'll go in the same order, uh, and I'll start with Jen. So Jen, for you, which Disney parks, I'll I'll do this one first, which Disney parks have you been to um, as far as like resort areas, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, et cetera? I have actually not been outside the United States, so um, Disneyland, California, and Walt Disney World, Florida. Awesome. Of those, do you have a favorite park? I absolutely do. California Adventure is my baby. Wow. I have not heard that answer yet on the show. That's so awesome. <laughs> it's um, living in, a, in California. It's, it, it, you understand what that park is about and, and everything that, that comes with it. So Yeah, of course. 
And do you have a favorite park? Oh, sorry, you said favorite park, favorite attraction. <laughs> and is it in California Adventure or somewhere else? It is Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting the, the rest of it. Mission uh, Breakout. Mi- yeah, thank you. Oh <laughs> Mission so Breakout. Much. Disney makes long names for attractions now. It has five <laughs> words or more in most cases. <laughs> That's four. Oh no, that is five with the of. Um, can't count today. Do you have a favorite Disney movie? Favorite Disney movies probably going to be uh, that's a tough one. Um, let's just go with Little Mermaid. Who doesn't uh, love Little Mermaid? That's a good choice. It's a classic. That was yes. what started the Disney Renaissance uh, in the late '80s, early '90s. Um, and do you have a favorite Disney character? Uh, Stitch. Stitch is my boy. Oh, awesome character. Um, cool. Well, glad to have you on the show, Jen. Thank Lindsay, you, Lindsay. Of course, Lindsay. I'll go to you next. Um, of the Disney resorts, which Disney resorts have you been to? I have only been to Walt Disney World in Florida. So you got to make the trip to at least Disneyland sometime soon. It's on the list. We'll see when we can make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you can go soon. Um, you have a favorite Disney park? Epcot. Solid choice. Classic. Uh, favorite Disney attraction? Soren. Ooh, good answer. Uh, favorite movie? Disney movie? Toy Story. Nice. You have these like ready to go. And favorite Disney character? <laughs> Mickey. Mickey Mouse. Classic. Awesome. He started well, it all. Yeah, he started it all. And it's my favorite too. So glad to have you on the show, Lindsay. Uh, James, I'll go to you next. Uh, I know you're a West Coaster, so you've been yes. to Disneyland and yep. I think Walt Disney World. And Walt Disney World. Nowhere else though. Nowhere else. That's fine. You'll make the trip eventually. One so day. You have plenty of time. <laughs> um do you, I think you're technically our youngest Imagineer Society member. So go James. Uh, do you have a favorite Disney park? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Disneyland. Disneyland is, just feels amazing whenever you walk in there. It's the original, the classic. Mm, yeah. Do you have a favorite attraction? Flight of Passage, but I have a feeling that's going to change to Rise of the Resistance in about a month. I think it's going to. From, <laughs> <laughs> from our conversations, I think it's going to. Um Favorite Disney movie? Oh, Emperor's New Groove. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. <laughs> Underrated, but I love it. Squeaky, 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 squeaky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a favorite Disney character? Oh, um, I'm going to go other than Mickey, probably Kronk. That makes sense from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you really do love that movie. I love that movie. I awesome. can watch it daily. Cool. I, I, I'm anticipating now what is going to be on your list. So <laughs> I'll try not to steal that one from you. Alrighty. <laughs> good. Glad to have you here. And Jeanette, last but certainly not least. Um, so I know you've been to Walt Disney World. Have you been to Disneyland yet? I have not. I have only been to Disney World. <laughs> That's okay. So you and uh, Lindsay are in the same boat there, which is fine. You both have to go to the uh, the original park when, when you can. Uh, mm-hmm. do, you, do you have a favorite park in Walt Disney World? Uh, my favorite park, though it fluctuates between this and Animal Kingdom, at the moment it's Epcot. <laughs> yeah. And there's going to be so much more coming to Epcot in the next few years. Uh, yes, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. Do you have a favorite Disney attraction? Uh, favorite attraction is Tower of Terror. Ooh, nice. Solid choice. <laughs> How about a favorite Disney movie? 
My favorite is Lion King, though. It, again, that kind of fluctuates with like whatever the most epic recent releases. And I am remiss to say I still haven't seen Frozen 2 just because of life. But I have a feeling that that might be very close from what I hear. <laughs> it's very, very good. Um, but yeah, Lion King is, is still my absolute favorite as well. Mm -hmm. And favorite Disney character? Tinkerbell. Oh, I love Tinkerbell. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, welcome to all four of you to the show. And again, I just wanted to run through that fairly quickly, but I feel like going through the list of favorites, give the listeners a little bit of an idea of your personality and Disney fandom and everybody's a little bit different. So this should be a really interesting discussion. Obviously, Disney Plus has been around since November. So by the time this episode airs, it's two months. And yet I feel like from the very beginning, they've had so much that has been published to the platform that you can stream old stuff, new stuff, original stuff. There's just a ton to dive into. So today, of course, we're going to talk about our top 10 favorite Disney Plus series, shows, miniseries, uh, movies, sagas, like however we want to define it. it, doesn't necessarily have to go in order, but I am really excited for this discussion. I, as always, am going to go last. I guess just to keep this consistent, I'll go in the same order, and we can go round table, but as always, feel free to jump in with any comments you'd like to add to something somebody has on their list, or if you had it on your list as well. And uh, we might not necessarily go through 40 altogether. I'm feeling we're going to go through less than that, which is still fine and great. And it'll make for a more efficient podcast episode. But I, I honestly can't wait to hear your answers. So I just want to dive in. So Jen, you're going to kick us off. What is the first number that you have or first item or show or movie that you have on your list of favorites on Disney Plus? Well, I think this is actually kind of fitting. Um, go with something that... Um, a little outside of the box, but actually kind of was in there uh, as the first. It's going to go with the original Mickey Mouse Club from the 1950s, debuted on October 3rd, 1955. You had your data prepared. Yes. <laughs> your statistics. Um, I, you know, I haven't, I don't even think I, because there's so much in there. I had been watching some Mickey related stuff, which I'm not going to spoil here yet, but I didn't get to even see that they had Mickey Mouse Club on there. Yeah, I've been I've been looking. I had hoped um uh that the all new Mickey Mouse Club that came out, I believe it was 1989-1990 with the launch of uh um at the time MGM Studios. Um it was going to be on there and I'm hoping it'll still be there, but uh I'm excited to uh to have to be to be able to see kind of what started it all for the Mickey Mouse Club. Um Especially, uh, it has Annette Funicello, who everybody knows and loves. Um, yeah, she was a big part of that. Yeah, she's definitely a part of that original, iconic, like old school Disney fandom um, and celebrity status. So I'm going to be adding that to my list now. Uh, it's going to be put on my watch list. Um, you know what? I'm actually going to go a little bit out of order for a second because I forgot a question I wanted to ask you all, which is incredibly important. What is your character avatar right now on Disney Plus? Because you can choose from Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, Pixar. Um, for me, it's Mickey Mouse. Uh, Jen, uh, Jen, what do you have as your Disney character avatar right now? 
I think it's, you know, I can't remember. <laughs> I have to, because I remember I wanted Pluto, but um, I, I think I think maybe I went with Stitch or somebody a little bit obscure. Uh, I'll have to find out. Yeah, no, that's okay. Well, for now, we'll say it's Pluto or Stitch, one of those two. There you go. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, how about you? Perry the Platypus. Perry the Platypus. Oh, that's awesome. Love Perry the Platypus. Uh, <laughs> James, how about you? <laughs> well, I started with Mickey Mouse, and then I went to Nick Wilde. And now I'm at Baby Yoda because I feel like I can't have anything else. Baby Yoda, of yes. course. Since they added him, I feel like mm-hmm. that's been a fan favorite as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeanette, is yours Tinkerbell? Um, they actually, as much as I've looked many times, they do not offer Tinkerbell. How I shocking know is that? that? They have so yes, many characters, I've, I don't memorize them. <laughs> I didn't memorize I them I know, yet. and I ha- I'm literally looking at it right now just to make sure I was still right about that because they did add some, and I wanted Tinkerbell, but they don't have it. Um, mine is Jack Skellington. Oh, that's a great choice. <laughs> and well, I, I found Tower of Terror. Yeah, go ahead, Jen. Sorry, uh, I actually chose Bolt. I apologize. I, I couldn't remember because um, Pluto wasn't available, and I was in doggy mood mode, so I went with Bolt. Bolt is still a good choice. Cool. Um, yeah, I feel like that was another question I wanted to ask, and I just totally forgot in the beginning, but awesome. All right, so going back to the list, we're doing things very wild today, out of order. So Jen has Mickey Mouse Club. Lindsay, what is the first item on your list of favorites on Disney Plus? Uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Awesome. I have to ask, is there one in particular that you love the most? Dead Man's Chest. Really interesting. For me, it has always been Curse of the Black Pearl. That's actually one of my favorite Disney movies, period, is that movie. But Dead Man's Chest is another amazing one. Black Pearl is one of mine, too. Yeah. Uh, So have you actually watched, like, all of them? Have you watched Dead Man's Chest on repeat? Or, uh, like, how often (laughs) have you watched I have not watched through all of them yet. Um, But I was just really excited that they were all going to be in one place. Uh, Because, you know, they come on those movie channels occasionally. Um, but there will definitely be a watching all of them binge day in my future. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And it, it's incredible that they have those, uh, all those movies. I guess you could really fill up an entire day with Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, and you have to absolutely, if that's your favorite, you absolutely have to go to, I'm saying this like I've been, I haven't either, but to ride Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Battle for the Sunken Treasure in Shanghai Disneyland's. Since that is completely movie-themed for Pirates of the Caribbean, I have to make my way out there. <laughs> Just make it a stopover on the, you know, we'll stop at Disneyland and then head over to Shanghai. Yeah, it's, it's halfway. <laughs> uh, well, about half. We'll say it's halfway. It's a stop on the way over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, James, what's the first on your list? All right. Coming up at number 10, I have the Spark Shorts, the Pixar Spark Shorts. Um, I thought I watched... Um, I've watched all of them and all of them are really good. There's some that um, I don't like as much as the others, but most of them I really like and they're perfect to watch. Like when you don't have a lot of time, but you want to watch Disney plus. Yeah, it's, I actually have not caught up on the most recent one. The one that came after float. I saw it posted and I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. It's a good one. It's really good. Have you, do you have a favorite of all those Pixar shorts? Kitbull. That was, Kitbull. I've, I love that one. It's that so one, good. anything, anything involving dogs <laughs> or cats for that matter, like 
it's just emotional for me and it did mm-hmm. like bring a tear to my eye to even watch that it's so good yeah whenever we go to the movies if i ever see a trailer for a dog movie i'm like yep not going to see that <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be a mess so same <laughs> not I, gonna do it <laughs> yeah i'm taking this off my list i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it, at least it's a short so it goes by mm-hmm. fast but it's it's a powerful short as always pixar does an amazing job with them I think the Spark shorts, though, are actually written by independent creators, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I remember when they first came out on YouTube and I was watching them on the Pixar YouTube page. And uh, I'm happy they brought them to Disney Plus and they're making more. It's yeah. Just a teaser too. for Disney Plus the whole time. <laughs> uh, Jeanette, what is your number 10 or number one, the first thing you have on your list of favorites? Um, I started at number 10, um, and actually mine is Pixar shorts too, but not the spark shorts. Not that I don't like them, but I love that they have the shorts that come on before the movies. Um, and so they have even back to some of the older ones, uh, that I really loved. And that like, if you don't think to put that old DVD in and watch that, you're, you weren't going to watch it pretty much. Um, and they have those on there. Do you have a favorite Pixar short? Um, historically, I would say it's probably the, this is not the appropriate title for it. I don't think, but it's, uh, the chess game. Jerry's game. That's actually my favorite as well. Yes. It's the original one. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's technically not the original. I think the original was, uh, tin toy, but that was a Pixar short that wasn't attached to a Pixar movie. So I consider Jerry's game to be the real first one. Um, yeah, I fell in love with that when I was a kid, and that was really when they when it would co- when it was on the DVD. I was like, I would watch that over and over, and then sometimes not even watch the movie. I can't remember. Is it a Bug's Life? It's attached to. Jerry's game is next to Toy Story, actually. Toy Story. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, that that's my favorite, and then those just always make me so happy. That's like one of my favorite parts of going to see a Pixar movie. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to round off our first round here. I'm going to jump into an original um, and then feel free anybody after this to, to jump into the originals as well. Um, but uh, in your, in your following rounds, but I figure, I think like we're beating around the bush and we all probably have at least one of these on here. So I will start with one day at Disney I haven't gotten to the series yet, and I would consider that to be a separate category if anybody has it on their list. But I think this was one of those, this was the big Walt Disney Company announcement that they made in August, the day before D23 Expo. And I originally was anticipating a much bigger announcement of some kind, but after that sank in, I was like, wow, I'm really excited for this. I haven't bought the book yet. I don't know if any of you have, but. That was a really amazing documentary that I think sheds a lot of light in what cast members do every day. And the, regardless of, your, of if you're working as an animator or working in conservation at Disney's Animal Kingdom or working in the parks on the attractions or anything else you might be doing that you're doing your job with this attention to detail that is what we love about Disney. And I thought it it shed a lot of light into 
the everyday lives of cast members and what they do to go above and beyond to create magic for guests. Um, did ever, did anyone else watch that already? Yeah, I watched it. Um, I thought it was really good. I loved how they covered all aspects of the Walt Disney Company. Like they had GMA and they had, I think like the children's book publishing and stuff. And I thought that was really cool to see um, all of them, like how they're all working together and they're all trying to create the same magic. Yeah, I loved it. Did yeah, anybody buy the book? Sorry, go ahead, Lindsay. No, I was just going to say that's on my list as well. I have not bought the book yet. Yeah, One Day at Disney is on my list. That was actually my next one. <laughs> so, is that So, uh, yeah, no, I, I loved it. It was great. I don't have the book. <laughs> Maybe it, it's not officially, as we're recording this, it is before Christmas, before Hanukkah, before Kwanzaa, before anything else anybody else might celebrate. So <laughs> I feel like maybe it'll be on somebody's uh, holiday gift list this year. Um, I actually, surprisingly, it's one of the things I didn't put on my list that I should have. Uh, I'll have to buy it for myself for the holidays. It's on mine. <laughs> <laughs> James, I feel like you're going to get your, your, your book for the holiday. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, Jim, we'll go back to you. What is the second item that you have on your list? Uh, well, since we just talked a little bit about shorts, um, I'm going to go with uh, Pixar in real life. There's only two shorts on there right now, but they're both absolutely adorable. Um, and, uh, if you've seen uh, Finding Dory or um, the Emotions Inside movie, Out. Inside Out, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll absolutely recognize uh, the scenes that they're they're going after when they try to recreate it in a real life scenario. It's it's I absolutely love it. I'm looking forward to uh, to see what else they bring to it. Yeah, I really liked the first one with Inside Out was so creative and I felt like it had such an interactive element to it. The second one was fun and was really like, it almost made you feel like you were watching the movie, but I felt like the first one took the concept of Inside Out and applied it to real life scenarios in a more creative way. And it made for a really interesting episode. And it's only, they're only like five minutes long, each one of them, they go by so fast. Yeah, I was actually, I'm still, it's driving me nuts. I'm trying to figure out how they did that with the uh, with the recreating of the uh, emotion scene. You know, if they push that button, when it would try not to give too much away, but uh, it's it they they just did it very very well and um, really kind of brought it all to life. Yeah, they definitely hired improv actors, and I feel like there was either an earpiece or some sort of indication for what emotion they needed to convey, and it was almost like an improv class <laughs> that they needed to make sure that they were feeling that and, and showing that emotion in that in-person scenario. Uh, Lindsay, what's the next one on your list? Uh, Lizzie McGuire. Original <laughs> Disney Channel. Well, not original Disney Channel, but 90s, late 90s. Actually, was that the 2000s? It was 2001, oh 2002, I believe. That's so hard to believe. I feel like it should have been before 2000, but as I said 90s, I'm like, wait, that's not a 90s series. I mean, the 90s didn't really end until like 2003, but. <laughs> yeah, 1980 was 20 years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> no way it was 40 years ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, one of the things I was really excited about when I heard that it was, that Disney Plus was going into the Disney, the Disney Channel vault was Lizzie McGuire, both the series and the movie. Um, I remember watching that when I was a kid and Lizzie was going through all the stuff in middle school just a couple years before I did. Um, 
I just really enjoyed watching it and, you know, taking a trip down memory lane, rewatching all of it now. It's been great. Have you watched the new Lizzie McGuire series at all? I have not yet. I haven't either. I was just curious if you are, <laughs> since you're a Lizzie McGuire fan. I, I grew up watching Lizzie McGuire because my younger sister was the right age when Lizzie McGuire came out on Disney Channel. So I would very frequently be watching that with her. And it was it was a fun, a fun show. Um, James, what about you? What's next on your list? Next, I have Robin Hood. Um, that's just one of the ones like we always watched that as kids and it's all the nostalgia and everything. I just love it. Robin Hood and Little John. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the forest. Yep. <laughs> they have a lot of they have a lot of real classics on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a good classic on there. Um, yeah. Awesome. I feel like it's a lightning round one. Yeah. <laughs> not too much, not too much else to say. <laughs> I watch I watch Robin Hood. Um, <laughs> that's a good answer though. Thank you. Jeanette, how about you? Uh, next one on mine is uh, the classic Disney Channel car- sorry, there's a car driving. Uh, classic Disney Channel cartoons, um, but mainly Rescue Rangers. But I do, I was a big Gummy Bears fan. I can't say I'm rewatching it necessarily now. Um, but uh, Darkwing Duck and Rescue Rangers, um, all of those, and just having that available is really great. I'm sharing it with my daughter. I saw Jen light up when you said gummies. She got my number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. So excited that this is out and on um, on Disney Plus. I mean, it, it is absolutely my number one. I love, love, love this show. Like, I would watch, I'd watch it on repeat. If I, we actually recorded episodes when we were kids, and I would watch it over and over again. I mean, come on, who who hasn't tried or doesn't want to try gummy berry juice? I mean, come on, it sounds amazing. It's, uh, yeah, I love all the classic cartoons. My, my daughter's latched on to Rescue Rangers uh, mainly, uh, and her dad's a big Rescue Rangers fan as well. So, um, one note, uh, I did go back on Disney Plus, and they have a section in the, in the little avatar area called Disney Classics, which I don't know if that was there before, but Tinkerbell's there now. I swear I've been looking for like a month now. <laughs> I'm glad she's there now. <laughs> I'm also glad you're raising Nola right. Does she have a favorite on Disney Plus? Um, what is her favorite thing? Uh, yes, uh, Forky asks a question. Is her favorite person? Forky. Because uh, I asked, I asked her <laughs> list. Uh, so, what's your top three favorite thing? Uh, just to see if any of mine correlated. And I, I love that she loves it. It's not necessarily my cup of tea, but she loves it. <laughs> I've watched the first few. Has anybody else watched that yet? I have. I love it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> the one about love got pretty deep. Yeah. And <laughs> that that was the one with like Mel Gibson. Or no. That one had like a ton of famous people on it, right? I think so. I don't know. Actually don't think I looked up the cast list at the end, but you're right now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, that's when obviously Forky asks what is love and there's a little bit of I'm not going to give any spoilers away. It's a really quick episode. You haven't seen it yet. Go and watch it. But it's it it throws in some interesting twists on that concept. It doesn't take it too literally, mm-hmm. which is good because that's that's just the way life is. Yeah, I started um, it, and uh, yeah, I guess I wasn't having the best day that day, so I kind of turned it off and didn't really pay much attention to it. But I need to uh, I need to bring it back and give it another shot because who does? I love Forky. Yeah, he's, he's funny. Awesome. 
He's pretty awesome. Oh, Mel Brooks. That's who's in it. Mel, Mel Brooks. Brooks. That's right. Not Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Different Mel. Different Mel. <laughs> the, the Mel Brooks that Tower of Terror uh, was in part a tribute to, although obviously they went a slightly different direction, but originally it was supposed to be based on one of his movies. Um, I will round off. I'm not going to do another of the originals. I'll, I'll let somebody else jump in at some point because I have quite a few on here, but I'm going to throw kind of an obscure one into the mix. So when I was growing up, my sister and I obviously had some favorite Disney movies that we would watch over and over again, including the classics. I didn't put the classics on my list though. The obscure one I put on my list was, or is, Muppet Treasure Island, which was, I think, the second thing I watched on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I'm just really happy that the Muppets are on Disney+, Plus, and I can almost quote Muppet Treasure Island word for word the entire thing. I, as a kid, just loved even the, the original Robert Louis Stevenson book, Treasure Island. And when you combine the, uh, the story of, Muppet, of Treasure Island with the Muppets, it's hilarious. It's just such, it's got great songs. Tim Curry is a beast in that movie. It's just a really fun Muppet movie to watch. And I think it's one of the underrated Muppet movies because there are a lot of others that get a lot of attention. But that is the the first one I have on uh, my like obscure list of favorites from Disney+. Plus. I'm with you on the Muppet movies. Um, I was really happy to see that one's on there. I haven't checked, but they did. They had Muppets in outer space or Muppets from whatever. I forget, but there was it came out in like the late 90s. And I want to see if that one's on there. I am so happy they have all those Muppet movies on there. Yeah. Yeah. We also watched uh, another Muppet movie, Muppets, uh, Muppet Christmas Story. Um, we watched that the other day because obviously it's the, the holiday season right now and there's just a ton of holiday movies to watch. Um, Jen, what is the next one on your list? I know Jeanette stole your number one, but what else do you have on there? It's a good thing I love Jeanette. <laughs> we all do. Um, uh, yeah, seriously, people, go, go watch. Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. That's all I'll say. Um, so the next, the next one I'm going to go with, um, I'm a big baseball fan. And uh, I do love baseball movies. But one has kind of captured my heart um, a little bit more than, than most. And uh, so I'm going to go with The Rookie. Um, it actually has Dennis Quaid and um, some other recognizable faces. But it's just a really good... Um, fun family uh, baseball movie. Um, it's actually based on real life events. Um, so just having it at my um, kind of at my fingertips during the baseball season um, is exciting for me. So I like that movie. You know, I've actually never seen that movie. That's a good reason that Disney to have Disney plus around because they have all these movies that there's so many I haven't seen. And that's one of them. There's a lot of those baseball movies I actually haven't seen. <laughs> the Sandlot is on there too. That the the Sandlot the I have smalls. seen. Yep. I mean, that's a classic. Yes. Uh, but that's a good choice. Rookie is a great choice. Um, Lindsay, what do you have next up on your list? Um, so for this one, I kind of lumped a few that are in kind of like the same time period and kind of same style of movies. Um, <clears throat> Journey to the Center of the Earth, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Absent Minded Professor, kind of those 1950s, 60s kind of classic Disney 
Yep, I like how you threw three and one there. Um, <laughs> do you have a, a kind of like the, the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, series? I can't narrow it down to just one, so I have to <laughs> try to clump if I can. <laughs> That's fine. Of those three, do you have a favorite, though? Uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Do you, did you ever go on the original attraction? No. Do you remember it? Okay. No. I think they still have it at Tokyo Disney, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Yet another park I have to hit. Yeah. <laughs> or if you do go to Disneyland, which is a much closer trip, of course, or a little bit easier to get to, more accessible, although you should go to Japan, uh, they do have the Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage, which I know is not 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, but essentially is the um, you know, reimagining of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea with, with Finding Nemo characters worth looking into. But you just got to go to Disneyland. <laughs> um, James, what do you have next on your list? All right. Next, I have McFarland USA. Have any of you guys ever watched that one? I honestly don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's what It was part of the, when Disney was doing the, um, based on a true story movies, there was, I think there's a hundred foot journey, McFarland USA, and there's a couple other ones. Okay. Um, and it's about a cross country team in a small town in California um, who end up, I, I think they, I don't know if they make it to national or state. Um, it, it's just a really good story, really heartwarming. And I mean, I'm from a small town in California, so it was like, oh, hey, home. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It kind of hits home. I think mm -hmm. I need to now add this to my watch list too. As it's as we're really going good. through this, I'm like I'm like looking at my Disney Plus app and trying to add some of these two <laughs> to my watch list so I can get to them. Uh, hopefully, hopefully those listening at home are doing the same as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've done um, that. I've added that to mine. Thank you. That's that's <laughs> awesome. That's like kind of right up my wheelhouse. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm adding as we're going. <laughs> this is why we do this it's 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 uh to entertain and to give you all something to watch on uh on disney plus that you might not have known. i honestly would not have even known about that because it doesn't show up on the home page and it doesn't mm -hmm. i'd have to know to search for it to even find it or yeah keep within the uh the the genres on or genres on um on disney plus to get mm -hmm. to it yeah i had to double check that it was on there right before I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they didn't take it off already. I don't think they've taken anything <laughs> off yet. It's just a, as of recording this episode, it's just six weeks into this new yeah. being out. Um, Jeanette, what do you have to uh, round up this, uh, this, oh no, I round up the rounds, but what do you have next on your list? Uh, my next one is the, the Mickey shorts, but I'm kind of clumping um, just, the Mickey through the years, like the fact that they have all of those old Mickey cartoons, like talk about something that like, if you wanted to watch it before Disney plus, you just like, what did you, how did you find that? Like <laughs> you're not buying a, a, I'm sure there's a compilation, something like a DVD or something, but like, it's, um, it's nice to have those there again, you know, the younger generations, we may have seen those cartoons a lot when we were younger. Um, various different places, but there's not much opportunity for young, the younger generation to see them. Uh, and it's very nice, but the new Mickey shorts really, I mean, that's, they're great. <laughs> they're awesome, but it's kind of all one big section on Disney plus. So I kind of clumped it. I'm like, it's, I love all the Mickey cartoons. Yeah. I've been watching that as well. I love the new Mickey shorts, but I have gone back and watched Mickey through the years as well, because the classic Mickey's are just so much fun to watch. Even to this day, it's incredible how relevant some of those old cartoons are. Even, you know, 70, 
60, 70, 80 years later, it's uh, even 90 years later, still just makes everybody laugh, no matter how old you are. Um, those Mickey shorts are just so much fun. Classic yeah, Disney. and um, not to steal anybody's, but because uh, yeah. this isn't really part of it, but I mean, the, the goofy ones are on there too, and those like instructional goofy videos were... Mm-hmm. Uh, those are just so my daughter gets cracked cracks up at them how to goofies are the best (laughs) how to fish (laughs) um yeah i love those (laughs) i love those goofy shorts i am for mine i'll uh i'll also skip an original and go to something else i one of the first things that i actually watched on disney plus was avatar Mm. Now that, <coughs> excuse me, I'm choking. Now that Disney owns Fox, I am loving the fact that Disney has Avatar and it just brought me back to Pandora at Disney's Animal Kingdom and Flight of Passage. And it was just so much fun to watch. So I love having that on, uh, on Disney Plus and it just had to be something on my list. You took my number six. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> Jen, what is next on your list? So I'm going to go with um, kind of what what even kind of attracted me to uh, to Disney Plus in the first place, um, and that's when they announced Lady and the Tramp, the 2019 version, the live action. Um, I still haven't watched that yet. I absolutely loved it. I'm a, I'm a big dog fan in general, but just the fact that Tramp, uh, knowing that um, they used a rescue dog, uh, in that means the world to me. Um, they did a fabulous job. Um, you know, the original was was fabulous. I loved it, uh, but the original, but the live action actually made me cry during the restaurant scene. Um, so y- you have to see it. It's if 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 you love dogs, um, you know you you don't like some of the characters in there. Some of the characters really ups you know can upset you. Um, but the, uh, the story and how it was done, how well it was done, um, compared to a lot of the other live action movies that Disney's done. Um, I absolutely love this one. So I've gotten family members who are not necessarily big Disney fans. They fell in love with this, this version as well. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen it yet. I need to watch it. Have any of you, Lindsay, James, Jeanette, have you watched the live action one? Yes, uh, we watched it. And I actually watched it because Jen said it was so good. I really didn't have, it was not high on my priority list. Um, and then we watched it and we all really enjoyed it. And I think thus far with the live action films, it might be my favorite just because it just doesn't feel as overdone, I think, yes. as some of the other ones. Yes. That's that's fair. James, you said you watched it as well? No, I haven't seen it yet. I've been trying to watch it since November 12th and just haven't been able to get around to it. <laughs> There's just too much to watch. Too much. Um, Lindsay, what's next on your list? Um, <clears throat> sorry. Next on my list is the OG Mary Poppins. I actually had this on my list as well. Sorry. No, no, it's good. I, I love when people steal my answers. It means we have the same interests. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a classic. I mean, that's all. It's a classic. Everybody loves Mary Poppins. Have you watched Mary Poppins Returns on Disney Plus yet? I watched, I got through like half of it on a flight and I haven't 
gotten through the second half, so I think I'm going to have to watch that on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I really loved Mary Poppins Returns. It, it just had a an answer. It was an answer to Mary Poppins that was still original. It is something Disney's been doing lately, I've found, with new movies that are sequels to originals or um, even with Force Awakens, I felt like that had a, an answer to everything in Star Wars A New Hope. It is the same thing with Mary Poppins Returns. There is a musical score aligned to one of the songs in Mary Poppins, the original. Uh, the characters are just something that is attached to something in Mary Poppins in some way. And yet it's an original story um, with some real nostalgia in it. It's just, it's a great movie, but obviously the original Mary Poppins is hard to beat. Uh, so I'm glad you have that on your list too. Uh, James, let's throw it back to you. What's next on your list? Okay, next. I'm sorry. I'm stealing an original. I have Noel. 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 Yes. Oh, I love I, that movie. Oh, James, you stole my <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought it was so good. And there was, it just felt so Christmassy. And I think it's just like the perfect family Christmas movie. Um, I think another classic movie to go along with Elf and White Christmas and everything else. Um, yeah, I think everything about it was just really well done. I could not possibly agree with you more. I am, I've been singing the praises of Noel for <laughs> days now. I, it is like my new favorite Christmas movie. It's, I, it's so good. I agree. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's a sequel on the way. I think that they definitely could. Oh, I hope so. I hope so too. <laughs> I, you know what I'm surprised though, that they, maybe I haven't dug deep enough. I have not seen a plush or toy for Snowball. Oh, really? I Again, I haven't really... I feel like Baby Yoda has sort of stolen the thunder, mm -hmm. but Snowball deserves a plush or character toy of some kind. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Agreed. Did y'all see, though, that on the Christmas tree trail at Disney that they made the little coffee or hot chocolate stand themed to Noel? Really? I didn't. Yeah, it's, it's got her name on it. It's like her business and then like, the names of the drinks have some relevance. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of bummed I didn't go this year. We've been at Christmas the past three years. I was like, dear, I don't go. <laughs> That's so cool. This is why, as grateful as I am for a weekend trip to Disney, it's not enough time during the Christmas season because I literally had just two full days um, to get things done, and I, could, I didn't get to do everything. It's just so much during the Christmas season. That I, I, you know, obviously, even just like with nighttime shows, there's three, four parks that have nighttime spectaculars for Christmas, and I could only choose two of them. So, actually, technically, no, because Epcot Forever is still in place. They didn't do holiday illumination, so never mind. Um, <clears throat> still, I, I couldn't get to all of it. There's three the, the, the Tree of Life Awakening, the Christmas version, and the Greetings on Sunset Boulevard, slash uh, Jingle Jangle Bam. Um, and uh, Minnie's wonderful Christmas time spectacular, fireworks spectacular. They're, the names for the, that they come up with lately are just so long. Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Um, it sounds like um, early 2000s emo band titles. It's like, <laughs> like eight words. <laughs> That's right. Then again, I mean, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and Mickey's Boots You Halloween Parade. Uh, they, those are mouthfuls as well. And those are pretty old. 
Anyway, getting slightly off topic here. So Noel is a great choice. Uh, Jeanette, what is uh, the next item on your list? Next one for me is um, the spin-off shorts. So those are like Olaf's Frozen Adventure. The, they have some Monsters, Inc. ones, the really good Toy Story ones that we all love, the Party Saurus Rex. Um, and then like even Marvel has some. Um, and Star Wars too. They have Star Wars blips, uh, Rocket and Groot. And they're all, you know, the Toy Story ones are a little longer. The Rocket and Groot and the blips ones are literally like one minute. Um, but again, this is something that it's like, well, where did you where did you consume these things before Disney Plus? There was really not one location to go and view them. And it's just really fun. And like James said earlier, sometimes you just want to watch something, but you don't want to watch a two-hour movie. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Amazingly, I'm finding, I just did the math, a third of what we're talking about as our favorites are shorts. <laughs> yeah. some kind <laughs> Pixar shorts Mickey shorts uh some some sort of short oh actually I think more than that I think I miscounted um it might be more than more than a third but yeah I, the shorts are the shorts are so much fun and spin-off shorts are great yeah I um, do think shorts are something that like again the, and I keep saying this but it's just like you couldn't you couldn't acquire them really they just came with other things and so Disney Plus makes it so readily accessible to just have a little fun. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's so fun that way. Um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna make half of my answers so far something that is technically not Disney, and I'm gonna go back to something that's on Fox because James inspired me with Noel, which was on my list. But my all-time favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone. Two slash the original Home Alone. I usually put Home Alone two ahead of Home Alone, but the original Home Alone is so iconic. But I, when I was looking on Disney Plus for, I didn't even think I was looking for a Christmas movie, but I saw Home Alone. I'm thinking Home Alone. What is Home Alone doing on Disney Plus? And then I remembered, oh, this was a Fox movie. So Disney now owns Home Alone and Home Alone two and Home Alone three. I, I technically don't really like Home Alone three as much once they got. Macaulay Culkin and, you know, Joe Pesci, and they were no longer in that. It just kind of lost the appeal for me. But Home Alone and Home Alone 2 are all-time favorite Christmas movies. Just so much fun. John Williams' music, everything about those movies is fantastic. So I, I have already watched both of them this season on Disney+. And technically, it was also on the plane going down to Orlando, and I watched Home Alone on the way down as well. It's a great. It's the only time I ever really watched that movie. Um, ear, earmarked uh, idea for a topic in some way at a later date. Um, I, I'm interested to know if they're going to do now that they kind of have that. If they're going to do anything with Home Alone, because like Christmas time in the parks, I'm, I, I don't know if it would be. I feel like it would be kind of like taboo to install that somewhere but it could be so much fun there could be so many things you could install a, a christmas house that is you know kevin kevin's christmas obstacle course or something exactly <laughs> that's what i'm yeah it seems like such an exciting idea and there's so many 
the music alone. I mean, goodness gracious. But I mean, just to have something at Christmas time, uh, temporary in the parks, uh, theme to that now that they have that, but side note for a different time. <laughs> that would, yeah, that would be really interesting to have that in some way. Obviously they're going to tap into Fox in some way. And I think part of it was to get the distribution rights to things like star Wars and the original trilogy and, uh, avatar, which obviously now there's going to be four more avatar movies. So there's a lot that Disney, I think was doing to, to have the distribution rights to things that they have licensed, but in the parks, but also of course, to have increased content available, um, as well. Jen, what is the next thing on your list? So, I'm going to go with uh, another 1990s cartoon um, series called Tailspin, um, Tailspin. which I absolutely loved growing up. Um, But the the cool thing about this um, is that it actually uh, took basically it's Baloo, Shere Khan, and Louie, along with some other characters, um, as we all know and love from the Jungle Book. they come in in a whole new life, a whole new world as uh, Blue plays a bush pilot um, who goes on a series of adventures with uh, Kit and um, the rest of everybody. And, you know, Shere Khan is still the, the adventure or the uh, enemy, per se. Uh, but I used to love that one growing up. So that's going to be my, my next one. And good luck getting that theme song out of your head once you hear it. It's, it's already like, in it's, my head since you said the yeah. title. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. That and uh, um, Darkwing Duck has been in my head since you guys mentioned it as well. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. And I feel like if you sing that one out loud, everybody sounds so silly because you start doing like the voices like, let's get serious. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one stuck in my head that's in that generation that we haven't talked about yet, but I'll wait for somebody to mention it. Sorry, Jim, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I I can't get gummy bears out of my head. That one I've been (laughs) singing for like six weeks now. That's the other benefit of having all these series is you you get to have the theme songs back again. No matter how many times I watch it, I still, it just like keeps playing on repeat. Normally you listen to it. All right, I've heard it enough. I don't have to have it in my head again. Nope. It keeps staying. It will not go away. And I'm okay with that. That's right. That's right. Uh, Lindsay, let's throw it back to you. Um, next on my list, <clears throat> I have to go to an alternate um, because I had the Pixar shorts. Um, but The Emperor's New Groove. Ooh. Oh, dang it. <laughs> <Our game. laughs> it's okay. I took Noel from everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, that's a classic movie. Obviously, it's on James's list as well. Um, I should ask, Lindsay, do you have a favorite character from that movie? Is it Krunk as well? No, it's Yzma. Oh, Yzma. So between the two of you, Yzma and Krunk, there we go. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever do the Halloween party together, like as a whole Imagine Your Podcast group, you have your group costume right there. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Squeak, squeakers. Pull the lever, Krunk. (laughs) Wrong level. <laughs> <laughs> they still haven't made a ride for that, which they have to. They need to. You're listening, Imagineers. You gotta make gotta make an, an Emperor's New Groove ride. <laughs> gotta make that that roller coaster or something. <laughs> and it has to end with everyone um in white lab coats. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be at least available for purchase in the gift shop at the end for sure. That'll that'll do. Yeah. 
Um, James, we're up to you again. What's the next on your list? Okay, I might be stealing another one, but I, next I have Endgame with the bonus features. Because I actually haven't watched that yet. Really? Yeah. Oh man, they all the deleted scenes are amazing. Um, none of the CGI is finished, which is kind of funny to watch, but <laughs> it uh, it's it's really fun to watch it and then watch the bonus features because. You know, even though they weren't in the movie, it, they're still part of the story. Right. Um, like when Tony sees his daughter after um, the snap, that is very, um, very tearful. <laughs> it was an emotional movie to begin with. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great answer. I was looking at even what's on Disney Plus and trying to figure out what to put on my list, and I thought. I haven't watched Endgame yet. And then you just reminded me that they have the bonus features, which I still yeah. haven't seen because I didn't go back to the theaters to watch it with the bonus features. So mm, right now that's, it's on my list. It's on my watch list, but it just got moved up higher because of that. And I think they also have a version of it where um, it's the director's commentary. I think, I think this is on Disney plus with um, the Russo brothers and they pause the movie while you're watching it and talk about it. Um, I think that was on Disney Plus. I'm gonna check, but yeah. Yeah, they've got it with the writers and the directors. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Awesome. Only fair for you to take one of mine when I just took one of yours. There you go. (laughs) This is the game we play in these episodes. It's kind of wanting to be fair to everybody, but also you got to jump in and take. Just got to jump right in and take the ones you want to take and talk about. Um, Jeanette, what's the next one on your list? Um, let me check in real quick. We are on what would be number six. Yes. I, I have honestly lost count. Um, one, two, three, four, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I okay. think so. I okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of, it was a clump and we've taught, we've touched on a few of them, uh, like Robin Hood, but I do have one in particular. So I have out of the vault films and just the idea of the fact that we now have things out of the vault pretty much. So that's a good thing. Um, but Fantasia is my one that, um, because I really like just like, I'll have an urge to watch one part of that movie and I'll turn it on and watch that scene. And then I don't like, I don't have to watch the whole movie if I don't want to. Of course I love the whole movie, but sometimes I just get the urge, like I'll get the music stuck in my head and I'll want to watch one particular part of Fantasia. Fantasia is such an, like talk about Disney vaults. That was just such a classic um i haven't seen yeah, it in so long it it made me feel i don't know why but when i was a kid it made me feel very very close to walt um it just a for me it just like exudes like this is what we do and this is why we love it and this is us doing it at the best that we possibly can yeah i i totally agree i mean obviously the connection to walt is pretty strong with that movie it was something he had dreamed about that even what he wanted was beyond the techno the technology available except in a couple of select theaters where they were able to bring in the you know full surround sound and he wanted smells which you think about the things that have are now in Disney parks are really things Walt dreamed of decades before they were available which is insane. And Fantasia, yeah. if it was around today with the technology we have, I can only imagine what Walt would envision that's not around. That would take it to the next level. 
Yeah. Once I learned that about the fact that he wanted smells installed in the theaters too, um, and you go back and watch and you can really imagine which things they would have chose to do that with. You know, this is a good, I know they have Mickey's Magic, but I feel like they could do a special event where Mickey's Magic is transformed to, maybe it's a ticketed event of some kind, and you can watch Fantasia in 3D with surround sound and smells and wind effects and water effects. They could do so much with that theater. I'll write a letter to the Imagineers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And people would pay to go see that too. I would certainly pay to go do it. Anyway, I'm going to go to another original and I have a few left that are on my list, but I'm going to, originally we were supposed to have another Imagineer Society member, Chris, who has been on the show before. So Chris, I know you're listening and this one is for you and it was on my list as well, which is The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh somebody was gonna do it you popped that bubble <laughs> <laughs> the tattoo episode was amazing this whole show has impressed me more than i thought it was going to and i can't explain why it is so hard to describe what i like about this show I, it obviously has to do with jeff goldblum it's either just he's totally just himself it's something about jeff goldblum as a person that's really captivating he's really quirky and weird um you know he's an interesting sense of humor he's got a captivating voice and i don't know he's just a really interesting guy so when you have him going around talking about really random topics sneakers ice cream tattoos there's a lot that he just randomly talks about uh denim but you learn a lot from the show and it's it's really captivating me i i find that that's one of the episodes or one of the series i'm really looking forward to the next episode coming out and i hope to keep the show going for a while Um, yeah yeah. (laughs) sorry (laughs) no go ahead um i was gonna say every week like you know obviously there's some unspoken things that everybody is super excited for every week um but then you know like this one i feel like it's Everybody loves it, but I, it, I don't hear anybody talk about it. And as soon as you bring it up, everybody's like, oh my gosh, that show's so good. I think it's his sincerity and his yes. joy of learning because I, I've always held true to anything that you can learn is worth learning. And I think he really, he, he takes off on that. You're so <laughs> right. It is his, his uh, sincerity. One of the things I love about it so much is he is so quirky and silly all the time, but when at certain points he gets really real and uh, yeah. he's very serious and it's like, whoa. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole, everything about it is just so fun. I don't know why I really like the ice cream episode in particular too. Maybe because I like ice cream. But <laughs> I like salt and straw specifically, the brand that was on that episode is amazing. I Yeah, I feel like I need to go and experience that place. You do. <laughs> <laughs> You will be in Disneyland here soon, so you're going to have prime opportunity because there is a store there. That's true. But, you know, I'm going to be there for Disneyland in such a short period of time. I need to do a longer L.A. trip. It's been a while. It's been three years since I've been to Disneyland. It's almost hard to believe it's been that long. Um, we're, oh, we're back up to the top. Jen, what's the next on your list? I'm doing it. Go, I'm in, go ahead. I'm do doing it. it. Do it. I'm doing it. 
The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> See, you just got to jump right in, and it's so rewarding. It's like guilty and as guilty we, and as we all as we all scramble to Disney Plus to now find new things to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have it on my list, so I'm good. Oh, Lindsay, you need to watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go for it, Jen. Let's talk about it. I as you that you all the you know the four of you um as i'm chatting with you you all know my my story with with star wars my i'm not the most passionate person about star wars i grew up with the original you know four five and six um and then was introduced to one two and three and um kind of fell off the star wars uh wagon um haven't been the biggest fan but this show, um, and not necessarily Baby Yoda, we all love Baby Yoda, um, but just the show in general has kind of reignited some a lot of interest in Star Wars for me. And that, that excites me uh, because now I feel like while the rest of the world really never lost their love, although I don't think I lost it, um, I, I, mine, you know, kind of faded a little bit this has kind of brought me back into where I have some connection with people again. Um, now a good part of it is about baby Yoda who doesn't love baby Yoda. Um, baby Yoda is actually the most popular. Uh, I think the Amazon has said that it's the most popular plush toy to ever be on there. And it's not even available yet. More people have ordered a plush. That's insane. Plush one. I know it's crazy. It, I mean, John Favreau, has taken the world by storm, but the, just the story in general. I mean, right now, I'm 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 not going to give away any spoilers, but right now, I'm on I'm on the edge of my seat, biting my fingernails. Um, so I absolutely, if you have not, which I don't know if there's anybody who hasn't actually seen anything from the Mandalorian. I'm sure there's probably two or three people out there. Um, you got to see it. I mean, Lindsay's even, one of the three. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, you haven't seen. Any ep- any part of it at all? Nope. Wow. I haven't seen okay. any of that. I haven't seen any Star Wars. So I'm... Uh, Jen, we're now required to uh, <laughs> tie Lindsay to a chair and uh, and hold her eyes open. So okay, <laughs> we can make that happen. My here's, house or your house? Here's what I love about it. It is so accessible to anyone. Like even if you don't know a thing about Star Wars, you can still get it. Because it doesn't actually, it's it's truly a spinoff. There's no direct character in any way from a Star Wars movie that I've seen yet. And maybe I'm wrong in some, there's some character who's, there's some tributes to other characters, but you can go into this not even knowing what Star Wars is. Like, you know, I've been living under a rock and didn't know Star Wars existed and still get it. It's it's just a captivating story. Um and John Favreau, John Favreau is an absolute genius for writing it the way that he did. Absolutely, and the people that are just, just that there's there's random celebrities. It's not we we're not seeing the same characters every single week outside of the Mandalorian and, and Baby Yoda. Um, there's just there. Uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, where you have random people like that cameos. Show, yeah, cameo spots. Uh, Bill Burr, um, the guy who played. Um, the police captain in Shawshank Redemption, um, right. uh, just in the mo- one, you know, the the second to most recent episode, um, Nick Nolte, 
was in the first episode. It's, and then there are characters that were um, beloved from the original Star Wars, or uh, yeah, the original Star Wars, episode four, um, that, that make an appearance in here. It's just, I'm absolutely in love with it. Um, and like I said, on the edge of my seat right now. And I don't know if Christmas can happen um, until next Friday now. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat as well. Um, well, solid, solid choice. Obviously, that was high on my list and James and Jeanette and soon will be on Lindsay's list, I feel like. But Lindsay, since this was not on your list, you're appropriately up next. So what is the next item on your list for Disney Plus? So now that you guys have been talking about this, I will throw it in there. I had it as an alternate, um, just the entire Star Wars saga. It was an alternate for me, too. It's not that I'm not really interested. I've just never seen it. Um, And so when I found out that Disney Plus was going to be coming out and everything was going to be in one place, I know I need to or Jen and Jeanette are going to tie me to a chair. But but I, I am excited to actually have everything in one spot where I can find it and finally just binge what so many people love. And it won't take you that long either. Have you started at all? No. <laughs> well, you need to start. <laughs> <laughs> Just dive right into episode four and go from there. Although there are people who say start with episode one to get the story chronology, but I like watching in the order that they came out in theaters. I agree. And you can do it in one day. One day, probably do it in half, uh, you know, seven, eight hours. You probably can have an enjoyable day and then still have your evening um, to go watch more Star Wars. Yeah, that's right. You can watch the first trilogy in, in a day um, or part of a day and then go from there. All right. So Jen and Jeanette, when are you coming over? There you right. go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. We're going to plan this. We're going to wait till uh, Last Jedi comes out on the 26th and, uh, and then we'll be co- have a complete run. <laughs> there you go. See, Disney Plus, is, Disney Plus has brought people together. <laughs> beyond beyond the virtual worlds to the real world. Uh, James, you're up next. Alrighty. This one is my Emperor's New Groove alternate because somebody took that one. No. Um, <laughs> wow, I that have, was a little... <laughs> <laughs> I have Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, that's um, a great one. Thank you. I But the thing is, I haven't seen it yet. Um, but when I was little, I had Disneyland fun. And I would watch that thing over and over and over and over again. I still watch it sometimes. I probably have the entire episode memorized. Um, But in this episode in particular, Roger Rabbit goes on Big Thunder Mountain. And it was always my favorite part. And so then I just fell in love with Roger Rabbit. And I've wanted to watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit for I don't know how long. And so now I'm really excited to get to do that. You're going to love that movie. Uh, It's... I don't know. It's just, it's such a good movie. And it's interesting that they combine Disney and Looney Tunes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought, yeah, it's, it's just so good. Um, Mm -hmm. The story's good. The characters, the, the way that they built the cartoon world is Mm -hmm. so smart. Um, It was also the time where I think it was Michael Eisner who said it. I could be misquoting it, but the, or miss, stating who came up with this concept, but when they were making that movie, they were really paying attention to detail and little things like there's a term bump the lamp because they would bump a, a lamp in like a cartoon lamp in the real world. 
And if it were a cartoon in the real world, that cartoon would have a shadow. So they had to make sure that if they bumped a cartoon lamp in that was overlaid in the real world, that that lamp had a shadow in the background that followed the same way it wouldn't as if it were a real lamp and that real attention to detail. The other fun thing is the only way Looney Tunes would agree to have their characters in a Disney movie is if Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny had the exact same amount of time on screen. And James, (laughs) when you watch it, you'll see how they did that. It was really clever, a really clever way of making sure that they follow that and that Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse have literally the exact same amount of time on screen. That's hilarious. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I watched a, um, a video like little short documentary on it on the bump the lamp and everything and the everything they went through to make sure everything was perfect and timed exactly and i thought that was really interesting yeah it's a lot of fun you have to let me know when you watch it it's a great movie i shall uh i'm gonna save another i feel like we're stealing a lot of originals so i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off on on one of mine here i am going to go to old school um disney and mention Boy Meets World. Um, I just realized I skipped Jeanette. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeanette. I'm going to come back in a second. That's okay. I'm like, wait a second. I, when, they, when we have more than three people, for some reason, I always screw up the order. <laughs> and I'm literally looking at my screen in the right order. Um, but I'll say this one quickly. So Boy Meets World was a show I grew up watching. And I am so happy to see it back. It is, when I'm watching it back, I feel like I, I liked it more as a kid than I do now, but it's just so nostalgic uh, watching it back. Um, I think part of the reason I don't, I liked it more as a kid is it has lost some relevance. It is a little dated, but even little things um, like cell phone, lack of cell phone usage and um, the way that they, uh, there's just like a lot of little things in it that make it a little rele- less relevant today, but still the the storyline the lessons the you know really old school sitcom morals and um mr feeney of course just everything about boy meets world is fun to watch back so i've had a a good nostalgic time watching boy meets world again i'm on season two (laughs) going back in order uh jeanette i'm sorry for skipping you what is the next item that's on your list oh you're good um my next one and i was i was Glad that uh, Lindsay said the original Mary Poppins because my next one is Mary Poppins Returns. There we go. Um, I've been obsessed with this movie since I saw it. It it gave me maybe even more feels just because I don't know. It, 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 there's just something I don't know. I I cannot watch that movie with a dry with a dry face at any point. Um, <laughs> I love it so much, um, and it is another one of those movies where I'll get the urge to watch like a piece of it, which I don't know if this is a thing other people do, but I'll just be like, ooh, there's these two scenes that I really want to see or a song I want to hear, and um, I will turn it on and just watch that scene, hear that song, and it will put me in such a good mood. Um, I I just. I'm in love with this movie. I, again, another thing that I'm always telling people, like, if you haven't seen it, you, you have to watch it. <laughs> it is so good. It, it really blew, I felt the same way, Jeanette. It, it really blew me away in theaters, and I was worried about it, and I feel like they they delivered a great movie. That yeah, that was one that could have gone sideways, I think. <laughs> Very easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're talking about, like, a really beloved um movie held in such high regard uh so you know it probably it's not quite 
the, the same, but it's a different t- period of time. It's just not, it, it's never going to be like it always was. Um, I think that was the positive part, uh, the really yeah. positive part of what, how they approached it because it, they didn't try to make it the original. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. I'm looking at my list and because of the fact that some were stolen, I did lose counts. Do y'all have three left? Did I get that right? Yes. Okay, good, good. So I need to go back to an alternate, which I do have a, you know what? There's only one alternate that's not been stolen, Um, but I tried to make some obscure ones. So I might have to go to that one. But Jen, we're back up at you. So what is your third to last? It's a tough choice. Um, but, um, I'm going to go with, uh, cause I don't want to steal. I know it, this next one that I was going to have is going to be on all of y'all's list, especially yours, Matt. Um, but let's go with the, keep with the nostalgic theme, um, for me, for, for Disney plus, I'm going to go with the 1977 version of Pete's dragon. Oh, wow. Do they have the Do they have the new one on there? Actually, the new one is it. on there. I okay. have not seen it, and I absolutely refuse to watch it. I'm oh. <laughs> not a big fan of of remakes. I don't think that there was ever a need uh, at my age. I don't think there's a need to redo that movie. But you um, did like Lady in the Tramp. I did, I did, but that was a a live action redo. Okay, so, that's fair. Um, the music from um, the uh, the original, the 1977 version, just I still love. Um, and I, you know, I'm just scared if I watch the new one that I'm going to see all kinds of CGI, uh, which I actually, I can't, I can't use that as an excuse because, well, that's exactly what uh, the original Peace Dragon was, <laughs> the CGI. Um, but I, that one, absolutely, you know, because this that one came out the year, year after I was born. So I, I literally grew up with that movie. Uh, I've probably seen it. 30 or 40 times and then don't ever get tired of it. So, yeah. Um, and a lot of familiar faces are in that version too. That that's fair. Uh, I haven't seen, that's another one of those Disney vaults movies. I haven't seen in so long. I, I, there's a lot in that Disney vaults. I need to go back and watch again, even simple things like snow white. I just haven't as, as much as I know that story, I haven't seen it in years. Um, so I need to go back and watch it. Lindsay. Is that on? It is. I, yes, I, Snow White is on there. I think actually a couple of people that I I posted a question sticker on Instagram when Disney Plus came out asking that first week what the first thing people watched was, and uh, some people did mention Snow White was uh, was on there. I hope it's still on there. I know it was the, at least the first day. <laughs> I'm looking right now. Yeah, <laughs> I see it in the background. That's awesome. Yeah, it's on there. Awesome. Yay. Okay, I'm good with that. Did you see the the photo option they had? Somebody they had all seven dwarves out for photos during Mickey's very merry Christmas party. I was there. I didn't even see that. Yeah, somebody got that these picture. parties. You have to go like three different days to actually get to do everything. It's impossible to do them all to do everything in one one Christmas party or one Halloween party. And I try. I get there early. I steal the clothes. It's just it's not possible. Yeah, that'll be a goal for twenty twenty. Yeah. So it's so good. Um, Lindsay, what is your third to last? Um, another clump. <laughs> Do it. Um, <clears throat> the Disney Channel original movies. Okay, so I have um, to ask, do you have a favorite of those? Because there is a lot of them. <laughs> no, I know. And I have, a, I have a list of a few of them. Um, but 
Is it Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century? Xenon's pretty up there, yeah. That's high on my list, too. <laughs> yeah. But a few of the ones that I was really excited about were like Xenon, Tiger Cruise, Stuck in the Suburbs, Right on Track, Pixel Perfect, Double Teamed, Color of Friendship. I haven't made it through all of them yet, but I had kind of forgotten about them until I saw them on there. And it's just like, oh, wow, this was an awesome movie. And they all have little like life lessons shoved in them. Um, And I don't know. I was just really excited that my childhood was coming back on Disney plus with all these movies. (laughs) I remember being a kid and back in the days of cable TV being the big thing, or actually I think satellite was even a bigger thing, but you know, that was, there was prior to streaming prior to YouTube it was waiting for the next Disney Channel original movie. I think they did one a month, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they, they so. did a lot. And it's amazing. They almost filmed them, like, long episodes of the original show. But they had their own unique cast, unique story. It was really creative ideas with each one of them. I think it was kind of the height of Disney Channel creativity. And that's kind of what made uh, them so popular. They also one of the one of the ones my favorite ones on there uh, is um, I don't know if it's on I'm sure it is but one of the Disney Channel original movies um, Luck of the Irish. Oh yes. And um, <laughs> I, I I actually I forget where we found it before Disney Plus was out but we watched it um, on St Patrick's Day because I was like oh my gosh there's a St Patrick's Day movie and I then when Disney Plus came out I forgot to check but that. That one, and like I said, Xenon. I'm so glad that you mentioned those. That's such Luck a good... The Irish is on there. Yep. Oh my gosh, now I'm going to go watch. That one, and then uh, I remember Brink was huge yeah. for Brink. a long time. <laughs> there was, I loved Smart House as well. Uh, Halloween Town. Even there's a really... Halloween Town gets its own... That should get <laughs> yeah, it. Like, that's, that's its own little <laughs> land. That is that's like true. the king of Disney Channel original movies. So good. You can't get better than Halloween Town. But. And they had the obscure ones like Mom's Dating a Vampire, I think is what it was called. Uh, yeah. That was some, one of the first ones, too. Yeah. They also had My Date with the President's Daughter. I think that was a Disney Channel version of the movie. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> they have so many. You know, I think I have to do a whole episode about Disney Channel original movies, so we'll save it. But Lindsay, that's a great answer. Uh, I, oh, man, I need to go back. And, I, I want to go back and watch them now. Uh, James, what's next on your list? Okay, next I have High School Musical, the musical, the series. It is so good. I don't know if any of you guys have watched it yet. Have you? I haven't. I have to ask, though, are you a High School Musical fan? I am. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. <what I> mean. <laughs> yes. And... It's, I was really against it when I first heard, like before D23, before everything, um, when I heard that they were doing that and I was like, no, just, just leave High School Musical alone. But this is really well done. Um, it's so original, but still pulls so well from um, High School Musical and other two movies, High School Musical 2 and 3. Um, and just everything about it is really good. And it's hilarious too. I'll put it. It is on my list. I just haven't uh, gotten around to it yet. It is. I think, as a big fan of the original movies, 
I don't see anything wrong with it. There's nothing that I've been like, that's too similar or everything feels just so fresh and just fun. <laughs> I love when they do things right. And Disney yeah. does things right a lot. Yes. Um, well, great answer. <clears throat> thank you. Jeanette, I will not skip you this time. Probably a book well, ever you. again. <laughs> so <laughs> what is next on your list? Um, so my next one is, uh, it's a slight clump. Uh, it's a uh, Muppet Christmas Carol and Mickey's Christmas Carol. So just the, uh. the Disney versions of Christmas Carol. And I'm sure I'm answering this a lot because of the time of year, but also Muppet Christmas Carol is my favorite version of that story ever told on film in any capacity. It's, I think it's, it's just so, good. so awesome. And the music is like real, just, it's so original. It's so good. And that one even though Jim died prior to its release, I just feel like it's got so much of all that love that he put in everything. Um, and so, yeah. And then the Mickey Christmas Carol, I mean, we all grew, you know, grew up with that one. It's, it's comes on every year and it's, again, it's just a really great telling of it that everybody in the family can watch. It doesn't get too dark. It doesn't get scary. It's also not boring. So yeah, it's so good. And it's funny, I forgot the name of the song, but it's the one that the giant sings in the town, The Ghost of Christmas Presents. Uh, um, yes. And yes. And I have it. Yeah, I forgot the name of it. but I have it, it right here, actually. <laughs> what, do you remember um, what it's called? Yeah, it's right. Uh, it Feels Like Christmas. Yes. That's it. That's yes. it. So we were watching at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party they have the new fireworks show this year. This year, both the Christmas party and the Halloween party debuted new fireworks shows. Mm-hmm. And we were obviously, you know, we're watching it and we're um, recording it. And then after we stop and talk about it and we're both saying, saying to ourselves, you know, that song sounds really familiar. And we had just a few days before watched uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol. And then Joanna's like, I think that was from Muppets Christmas Carol. And we thought about it a little bit more. We're like, yeah, it is. So they actually oh, threw so in that song. Oh, so that song is in there? It's in oh, Minnie's wow. uh, Christmas, Christmas, Wonderful Christmas Time. You know how hard it is for me to say this name? It's in <laughs> Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks. Um, I will say uh, Muppet Christmas Carol also has potentially one of like, to me, like I literally haven't watched this scene in years because I have to skip it every day. It's like the saddest scene in any Christmas movie too, even though I just said it's so, it's like a great movie. It is. But the When Love Is Gone song yeah, is like, I, I, I can't tell you the last time I watched that scene. I fast forward it every time because I just cry my eyes out. There are movies I'll step away from certain scenes. <laughs> if I'm just not in the mood to cry or like feel sad for the rest of the day or melancholy or anything else. So... But yeah. great, great answer. Um, I know I'm rounding out number three. I'm going to put everyone at ease because I feel like this is on all of our lists. So I'm just going to say it now. Let's save the Imagineering story for last and just talk about it then. Because I feel like this is, this is probably on all of our <laughs> lists. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put that out there now. Let's, let's round out the other, the last, uh, I've got two more and then um, y'all have uh, another one to go through and then we'll talk about the Imagineering story and any honorable mentions in there as well. But I will do, there's one, uh, one more that's on my top 10 list that's not an alternate that I have left, which is Phineas and Ferb. Um, yes. I absolutely love this show. It is 
is so simple. They follow the same formula every single episode, and yet it still makes me laugh every time. The songs, the fact they have an original song in every episode, the same quotes that same lines that come up every single episode without fail or with slight variations. Um, Hey, where's Perry? And then it cuts to Perry going into agent P mode and the, you know, Doofenshmirtz, the fact that he's the villain, but he's really not evil. He's just annoyed with things and trying to make his life a little more convenient. I think things that we can all relate to, um, it's such a lovable show and such a fun show to watch. And no matter if you're like two or 200, it's such a fun show. So it's, it's one of my favorites and I'm so glad it's on Disney plus. I definitely agree. I love Phineas and Ferb. Your timing is impeccable. And by impeccable, I mean completely impeccable. (laughs) (laughs) And who didn't want a pet platypus after the, after you saw it? I mean, come on. And I love that it's Dee Bradley Baker who voices Perry the Platypus, but he literally came in just to voice one thing the entire series, and that's it. It's just Perry making his sound, <laughs> his platypus sound, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> but Dee Bradley Baker gets credits, uh, credit for it every episode for doing one, one, one quick little animal sound in the, in the studio. Um. All right, so this should be the last round before the Imagineering story. So, Jen, what is the last one technically on your list? See you later, Navigator. Oh. <laughs> I am referring to Flight, Flight of Navigator. Navigator. Yeah. And most people, a lot of people don't realize that the, the ship from Flight of the Navigator was actually on the backlot tour. That's right. I always loved seeing that. I know. That and the Golden Girls house were like the two exciting things. For me, but yes, I love, love that movie. I do not leak, you leak. Also, <laughs> just so many awesome quotes from that movie. Um, but I grew up with it, and uh, just to see that it's available, and, and that's what Disney Plus is, is for me. It's nostalgia. It's getting to see things that aren't necessarily always available for me now. Um, you know, it's it, I, I can't go to Best Buy and find that movie on DVD, so... The fact that it's there and accessible and I can watch it, just kind of relive childhood memories again. I absolutely love it. But if you haven't seen that movie, um, it was actually really done well. Um, it's funny, um, has the sci-fi aspect as well. Uh, I definitely, I definitely say you see it. Compliance. Yeah, it's it's worth it's worth seeing. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but like you, Jen, I watched that movie as a kid a number of times. Um, such such a good film. I'll add it to my list. Yeah. <laughs> I think James is before your time, but it's, uh, it, it has that real like 80s sci-fi feel to it. Um, and still, I, still a lot of fun. I think that people, you know, that, um, you know, I'm like James, I don't think you ever got to see the, uh, the, um, the tour backstage at, at MGM Studios. Oh, you did? I did, yeah, yeah. So uh, did you see it before they built um, Lights, Mars, Action. Um, what was the car show? Lights, uh, Lights Mars, Action. Right, like, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I went there when I was four and then again when I was eight. And both times we did the backlot tour. When I was eight, it was the backlot, or the um, 
Lights, motor, action was definitely there. Lights, motor, action came about for Disneyland's 50th. So that was 2005. 2005. Okay. So, so it would have been I, prior to that. Okay. So no, I, I haven't been there. Okay. Because you, yeah. like I said, if you, you might, a lot of people was like, what is that? I don't know what it is. Even though they had a little sign out there talking about what it was. I don't think mm. many people had seen the movie. But once you see the movie, it's like, oh, I remember that ship. Because it's just such, um, I'm not going to say iconic. It's not mm-hmm. an iconic ship, but it's definitely memorable. It's like you kind of oh. don't forget it. It doesn't look like every spaceship on the planet. Oh, that's so cool. And I I guarantee you're going to want one and fly one once you see it. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it today. <laughs> there you Good go. Choice. Uh, Lindsay, what is the last on, or second to last technically on your list? Um, so it was taken, um, but That's okay. I'll go to one of my alternates. Go for it. Um, High School Musical, the series, the original movies, like the, the series of, um, I guess the one, two, and three movies, not the musical series. Right, right. The original, the, the, the original OGs, movies. yes. Right. <laughs> Classic movies. Do you have a favorite of those three? Probably the one. The first one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would go one, three, two in the order of my favorites. Yeah, that makes sense. I think the original High School Musical came out when I was in high school. Um, <laughs> I want to say it was like 2005. Uh, yeah, I, that sounds about right to me. And I remember I watched it. It's like, my school's not like this. But <laughs> it's a, it was a fun movie to watch. Um, and yeah, you can watch you can watch all of them on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, 2006, 2007, 2008 is yep. when they came out. There you go. So. James, what is the last on your list? I have Steamboat Willie. Um, I had never seen it before. And really? Yeah, and just finally watching, you know, everyone knows the um yep. and but finally just seeing you know, I, I never knew that it was it went beyond that scene and I thought it was just literally him driving the ship for a few seconds. Um but I just I loved it so much. It just felt so Walt Disney esque and um, is so great to finally watch it. It I'm amazed you hadn't actually that <laughs> you hadn't seen it before. Yeah, but I, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, obviously, none of us were around when it originally came out <laughs> right. in, in theaters. But I uh, it I think I first the first time I saw that was maybe at Magic Kingdom. Mm. They had it playing in. The, it was a. I think it was the Art of Disney. Um, I don't know, not the Art of Disney. It's the store that's next to the um, the candy shop. I can't oh, remember the name of it. Um, but that's where they had played it originally, that I saw it at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously now it's on Disney Plus. So yeah, such a such a talk about old school Disney. That's yeah. the one that really started it all. Mm-hmm. Jeanette, what is the last on your list? So this one isn't necessarily something that like I was chomping at the bit to watch um, or that I'm going to watch a lot, but it was something that I was really happy about that was on there um, is I had never seen Black Cauldron before. 
And Ooh. it's a very hard movie prior to this to get your hands on as far right. as like being able to watch it. And um, in that kind of same category, that time period of Disney films were just really hard to see if you had never seen them. And like, I love Great Mouse Detective, but like I had it on VHS, like what am I doing with that now? So um, just the, that period of films, but mainly Black Cauldron, I feel like it's, 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 for lack of a better word, um, uh, it's it's the um, black sheep of the Disney family because it was like the last, if I'm not mistaken, maybe Grey's Mouse Detective was, but it was like one of the last ones of that kind of dark period of uh, Disney films. And, and I watched it and it, you can kind of see why it didn't do great, but it just, to me, it means a lot because it was one of, it was the only Disney movie I had never seen. It's it's definitely one of those movies for sure um, that sometimes gets forgotten, but it is uh, another one of those classics for sure. Yeah. So I just I, it was me excited me that I was finally able to like literally have seen all the Disney animated films. Well, now with the exception of Frozen two, but <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, when when I saw it, I was just, it just made me happy to see it, even if the film itself is not spectacular. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I have only an alternate left, actually. So I'll just, I'll throw that one in there and then we'll talk about the big one on Disney Plus. We saved it for last. But the alternate I have is another Disney Channel series, which is Even Stevens, young Shia LaBeouf, just starting out. Um, it's a really fun family show and it's, it's funny. It's, got a lot of family values tied into it. It's a, a really like interesting family dynamic between the five of them. Um, you know, you've got Donnie and you've got Ren. Um, of course you got Lewis, who's the main character Shia LaBeouf plays. Um, it has, you know, the episodes themselves, like if you look, if you, if you were to just look back at the show as a first per, as a person watching it for the first time, it's not, like an exceptional show, but it is just a lot of fun and sort of similar to Boy Meets World for me. It is nostalgic and I enjoyed watching the Steven Stevens show growing up and it was nice to see that we can binge watch it now on Disney Plus. So that had to be on my list as well, although it was an alternate. So let's talk about the Imagineering story. Um, I think the question is how many times have you watched it? It's not, <laughs> have you watched it? Um, or more specifically, I think a good conversation point might be, do you have a favorite episode from the Imagineering story? Cause there are six. I think it's impossible to choose an episode. Honestly, I, I loved, um, episode six because it, you know, it showed all the newer stuff, um, like the behind the scenes of rise. That was incredible and Smuggler's Run, and how all that worked. Um, but, I mean, the first episode was great because just every episode, I can't decide. <laughs> I, I will say that I absolutely love the first one. Um, just, uh, I haven't been going to Disneyland my entire life, but I had the opportunity to, to have a, an annual pass for a year. And um, this is after being pretty much a lifelong um, Walt Disney World fan, um, you know, you go into go into both parks. You get you get that sense of magic that Disney wants, but when you walk into Disneyland, you get that sense of history. 
And that's what, that's what that first episode was about. It was about the history and, and really what, how it all came together and what really started that rocket that, that we all know and love. Um, so I think for, forever, um, the first one, um, for me, also for the fact is at the very end, then you see Leslie Iwerks name on there and it just kind of like, oh my gosh, that's a blast from the past. You know, obviously, you know, she had not much to do with, with Disney growing up, but her grandfather did. He sure and, did. Um, it was absolutely played uh, an absolute monster part, whether anybody wants to admit it or not, depending on what book you read. But um, uh, yeah, episode one will forever be ingrained in my mind. Yeah, and I definitely agree. That was my favorite too. Um, mine so far, I can't remember if it is two or three, and it might straddle them, but um, kind of the... I think it's, oh, it must be three. Um, the time around Epcot um, and just even though, like, you know, they come in there and uh, they, they'll, they tell you, obviously Walt's not with them anymore, but I, when you see how much um, Roy did and it, I don't know, it just, like, I, I fell in love with, with the whole family all over again, you know, we all love Walt and everything and it was, but just you start realizing how many other people are involved in making what we love so much. Um, as far as, um, shot callers, I guess is the way to put it, but, um, just, and then Epcot in general, just that whole, I think it's got a lot of, um, mantra behind it, Epcot. Like there's, there's that kind of like value system, to it. And I, I just liked seeing that spelled out and explained and, and how much love people had for it. Yeah. I think the, well, first of all, I love the fact that it's called the Imagineering story and it's told like a story. And that was, I think, of course, a, a very, um, you know, a decision they made because Imagineering puts story at the middle of everything they do. And so to, build a story around Imagineering, it makes sense. And it ties into their core principles of storytelling. And I love, I think it's more captivating to tell it that way rather than to just talk about, you know, today we're going to talk about Tower of Terror and how Tower of Terror is, um, you know, how it was built. I guess that's what I do. So maybe I should go more into the Imagineering story way of doing things. But uh, I particularly loved... Uh, episode one, like all of you, uh, like all of you have mentioned, for me, that was the only episode that kind of made me tear up a bit at the end. I had known the, of course, we all know the story of Walt and when he passed and the things they people said, I did not know that they had a, this basically like a memorial for him on Main Street during Christmas season and uh, you know, the talk about it, uh, or they sang it came upon a midnight clear, and like that whole scene just made me tear up. Um, it was really moving to to see that and the, how it in video to see how it affected people is something I hadn't seen before. Um, and then just to watch like Bob Gurr tear up, and it was really emotional. Um, and obviously, the things they showed in the first episode that were more happy in terms of Disneyland, uh, sort of all the footage they showed, it was really cool to see. 
But then as a, uh, like an Imagineering fan, I was so excited to see episode six, uh, to see them talk about Flight of Passage, Smuggler's Run, Rise of the Resistance. There's a lot of really big e-ticket attractions they featured that are from the modern era that were so cool to see behind the scenes. I had always, like I'd been scouring the internet to try to find, I knew how it worked, but I was looking for footage to see the turntable with Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. So the fact they showed that and then showed, uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but the ride system for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, uh, it was so cool that they actually peeled back the curtain and and showed that off. So I only hope, because I know the sixth one is technically the last one, that they will consider doing more because I'm hooked and I hope they do more of it. Well, it did say season one finale. It didn't say series finale or anything. Okay. So I wonder There's hope. If- yeah, I wonder if they're going to like go really in-depth with this specific ride or something for future seasons or something. I don't know. But That's what so. I'm hoping, is that um, they just dive into each park, maybe cover it as a park, and then like cool. deep dive in uh, different episodes for different rides. Um, I think also Imagineering Story, when people who don't get it, as we say, look, you know, talk to you and go, why, you know, how could an adult love Disney so much? Or what is it that you love? And people want you to name something. And I'm like, if, if you want to know, just go watch Imagineering Story. And as an adult, you will understand what it is that we love so much. I totally agree. I actually had thought about that. There's a couple people I know who have asked me that question. And I've considered like inviting them over and, uh, and just like watching the Imagineering Story together because I would love to watch it again. And I just hope that they would get it by watching it. Um, I told somebody at work the other day, I said, let me, uh, let me tell you the story of my people. Cause this, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I feel like. I feel like this is like our, our historical tones. I'm like, this is it's perfect. <laughs> the story of how it came to be and how these friendships were formed that would never be formed otherwise. Uh, probably not at least. So uh, clearly, of course, there's just so much on Disney Plus. We've only mentioned about 35, 40 different things, and yet we've barely scratched the surface. Lots of original shows. I know there's going to be more movies, series, just so much documentaries. We didn't even talk that much about National Geographic. They're on there too. <laughs> like, there's a ton that is on Disney Plus, and I am excited to continue to dive into all of it. And I am thankful for the four of you for agreeing to take your time, about an hour and a half, two hours of your day, to chat with me about Disney Plus on this Match Your Podcast episode. So um, thanks to all of you. And uh, I know we'll we'll all be talking soon. Thank you. This was fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this was great. Thank you so much. So much fun. And with that, we close out episode 65 of the Imagineer podcast. I want to give a special thanks once again to Jen, Lindsay, Jeanette, and James for coming onto the show and talking with me about their favorite shows and movies and series and documentaries that they've been watching on Disney Plus for the last couple of months. If you don't already watch Disney Plus, I would of course recommend subscribing to the streaming service. As of the recording of this episode, it's just about $7 a month, which is not a bad deal when you think about 
all the shows and movies that are available between Disney and Pixar and Marvel and Star Wars and National Geographic and Fox. There's just so much to watch and you can learn more about Disney Plus by going to DisneyPlus.com. Of course, I want to turn the conversation over to you. For those of you who have been watching Disney Plus, what are some of your favorite movies, shows, documentaries, and more that you've been watching on this streaming platform? You can send me your answers in so many ways. You can either send Send me an email at imagineerpodcast at gmail.com or send me your answers on any social media channel, including Facebook and Instagram at Imagineer Podcast, on Twitter at Imagineer News. You can also join our Facebook group, The Imagination, also called The Imagineer Podcast, Disney fan community, to converse with other listeners of the show about some of their recommendations about what to watch on Disney+. Plus. You can also follow me on TikTok and LinkedIn. I'm on both of those platforms at Imagineer Podcast. And if you share your thoughts in a direct message or in a post or in your stories, I would, of course, love to hear what you're thinking about Disney+. Plus. If you don't already subscribe to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Whether you're listening in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, or any other app out there, hitting the subscribe button, make sure you are the first to know when new podcast episodes become available. One of the best things you could do for the show is to share it. Whether you share out your favorite episode, perhaps it's this one, or any other episode of the show on any social media platform in a post, in your story, or if you just simply reach out to your friends and let them know that this podcast exists, it does so much to help the show. And I'm so grateful to all of you who continue to share every post and every episode of Imagineer Podcast. Of course, one of the other ways you can help to support the show is to leave us a rating and a review in the iTunes store. You can do so by heading to the Apple Podcasts app and leaving a rating and review just takes 30 seconds to leave us a rating and a review and we have over 205 stars review sorry 205 star reviews at this point i'm so incredibly grateful for all of you who have done so in the past and encourage you to do so if you haven't already of course the members of this episode are members of the imagineer society which is another way you can help to support the show if you go to patreon.com slash imagineer podcast you can learn more about that but the short way to describe it is you go to help support the show financially to help support our expenses to help keep the lights on and in return you get some exclusive perks and benefits including early access to every podcast episode exclusive bonus podcast episodes just for you monthly video calls where we converse with a small group about anything on our minds relating to disney and so much more so you can head to patreon.com slash podcast thanks again to jen Lindsay, jeanette james and every other member of the imagineer society i so very much appreciate you of course, be sure to check out our sponsors as well. First, The Kingdom Insider over at thekingdominsider.com to learn about all things related to Disney news and tips. And Christy has just so much wealth of information that she can share. She goes to Walt Disney World frequently and Disney Cruise Line and other Disney destinations and can really help you to come up with new ideas for ways to vacation at the most magical place on Earth. And also head to our partner, Academy Travel and Mickey Vacations by Academy Travel. They are a diamond earmarked 
a, a travel agency, which is the highest distinction that Disney gives to a travel agency. They've been doing this for over 25 years and can help you to save money on a future vacation to help plan your trip and do it at no additional cost to you, all with an exceptional level of service. So click on any of the links in the show notes below to request a free quote for your next trip to any Disney destination around the world. Last but not least, I hope you're doing everything you can to create a better and a happier life for yourself and for those around you. Remember, as always, that quote from Horizons, if you can dream it, you can do it. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer Podcast. Podcast.